Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, 4.32 a.m. Dear Not, Right now, I am sitting on my back patio after having just gotten off an eight-hour shift. Feeling pretty good. I don't feel crazy. I don't feel like I'm stressing over anything. My handwriting is pretty. I do wish I made more money. The big question on my mind right now is whether I can collect paid family leave from Golden Arches and still accept jobs as a substitute, though I'm sure Xana wouldn't appreciate that. My kids are very lucky. I have two parents who love each other and are able to com compromise and work together and communicate. I don't intend for that to change. My wife may infuriate me at times, but at the time of this writing, I have no doubt in my choice of partner. My Kasai will never leave me, and I shall never betray her fidelity, as I did yours. Please do not darken my home with depression, while my hours in listless remorse. I deny your influence to the fullest extent of my will. And go and die well. I guess it's time to write a new bucket. We will now continue with the uh, recitation of my mother's memoirs here referred to as the Memoirs, for that are her initials, M-E-M. <sighs> Work hard, play hard was the mantra I held. Always do my best, that is all I can contribute. Turns out my best was more than good enough. The 80s in Santa Cruz were fun. Dance clubs, the Albatross and Portola, OT prices on Soquel Drive, beach volleyball with burgers and beers at Positively Front Street. Went to my first Strawberry Bluegrass Festival in 1983 and nearly every year since until 2016. I did a weekend seminar at the Sterling's Institute's Women, Sex, and Power, WSP, in 1983, which ended with Dad coming to Santa Cruz to check out the house I was buying, the first of several. As he went through the house with a level and tape measure, I looked at him with such love, knowing that, is, that this was how he showed his love for me. Before WSP, I think I would have been thinking how much he did not trust me. 
big revelation that you can change what is in your mind and it can change your whole outlook. We spent the afternoon at lunch at Aldi's. He told me stories of himself and mom and life. One of my best afternoons of my life. Really changed my compassion for people and the thought that, that parents do the best they can at the time with the tools they have. I look at all parental actions differently as a result. I started being able to hug people genuinely and without hesitation, including my mother and father. What a joy. I also learned that I could be feminine and powerful, and that letting men be heroes was good. I started taking a more active role in life aligned with a key learning. If you think you have a problem, go find a bigger one. I had a problem with my boyfriend Daniel. I had to put a restraining order on him. Mark, a Green Beret friend, moved in and that made me feel safer. Then I volunteered to head voter registration for Freezer Voter 84. Bold and bowling for kids sake. A fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters and walked to raise money for Ethiopian famine relief. I guess I found some bigger problems. Once I started to think about settling down, I would date someone and give that relationship two months, if it lasted that long, to decide if there was a future. If not a solid vision of the future that we both share, then why prolong the painful inevitable breakup? Get out early, move on. Back at work I was managing an organization. One thing I looked for in new hires was curiosity. You can train skills, but you can't make someone curious. I would also ask what their biggest accomplishment in life was. Not necessarily work-related. We had a great team hired, and it was lots of fun for about six months. In 1985, Intel Santa Cruz decided to shut its doors. What would I do next? Newest Santa Cruz boyfriend was a sailor and wanted to sail around the world. John from San Luis Obispo. Well, over the two-month rule, but really loved him. Was a forest ranger for a future. With, was a forest ranger, so a future with him would be out in the woods. Neither future needed an engineer. Maybe getting a teaching credential would be good. I could homeschool my kids if we were sailing around the world or had a forest home. I could teach in a small town anywhere. I had always wanted to go to UC Santa Cruz and they had a teacher credential program. Perfect. Missed the application date by about two days for a 1985-86 admission. Application would be good for the following year, but I would not know if I was accepted for a long time. In the meantime, I took a job with Intel in Santa Clara. Went to my 10-year high school reunion in November of 85 and met Ron. He gave a good, genuine-feeling hug after a snake dance. Or conga dance, as most people know it. Went back to my parents' home in Burlingame that night. I slept on the couch. He slept on the floor. Woke up to meet Mom, Dad, and Nana. Nana. Spent the morning getting to know the family. He and Dad talked of Burlingame history. Dad liked it. Mom taped the conversation on a cassette recorder. She had a feeling history might be being made. She was right. We went on a long walk at Crystal Springs Reservoir. He worked at IBM Rome, near to where I worked in Santa Clara. He called me early the next week and we made a lunch date. He didn't have much money, so we split a sandwich. The next week we had another lunch date and I made a picnic putting all my women's sex and power training to work to make a picnic fit for royalty. The following weekend I invited him to Santa Cruz. 
We watched the San Francisco 49ers on the little 10-inch black and white TV I pulled out from the attic. We planned our future lives. We planned for kids, a stay-at-home parent that might be dad. He liked that idea. I wanted to be home when the kids were little. We both saw the future. By his birthday in March, I was committed. By August, it was too much for him. He was not ready for a commitment. He had just gotten divorced. I cried every day for months. In February of 1987, he changed his mind and we started to live the life we had planned. Making babies, getting married, being a nice family, and paying attention to the Iran-Contra government escapade. That was how we ended the 80s. Oh, and there was that little, that Loma Prieta earthquake October 17th of 1989. The lesson learned was, no, was to always fill your gas tank before you come home. Having an empty tank when there is no power, no gas stations, and you need to get out of town is not a good thing. We ended the decade living in Burlingame at Grandma's house where I, myself, your loyal host, was conceived after a few scary earthquake days. Ron was still working at Rome. I started working three days a week. Ron, two days. Sorry for the bird noises. I'm recording outside. I don't know if I want to continue. The next section is in the 1990s, which is when I was born. I'm going to continue eventually, I just don't know if I want to right now. This has been almost seven minutes, and I think that's a good place to stop. So, thank you. from the memoirs. This was when my mom was the age I am now, ironically enough. Coinciding with when I was born. This means that I had my daughter around the same time that my mom had Being a family, working, commuting, and traveling. We spent the first five months living in Swindon, England, learning to learn to drive on the left side of the road. Traveled to Amsterdam, seeing lots of tulips. I went to Germany, then on to I went to Germany, then on to Switzerland, staying with our summer nanny in 1962 at her hotel in Elm. Then doing six countries in 24 hours. Switzerland, Austria, Liechtenstein, Germany, England, and Wales. Melanie's, who I had done a job and house swap with, parents adopted us and I now have lots of friends and family in Europe. Turned home in May, just as Nana died. <coughs> I, your loyal host, was born in July of 1990. I continued to work from home part-time until November of 1991 when we moved to Massachusetts for a two-year temporary assignment. My dad died during our trip home in 1993 on Thanksgiving Day. Came back to Santa Cruz for a couple years and moved to Hillsborough, Oregon for another one-year assignment in 1995. One night we were out with brother Gene and we all drank a bit too much. Gene and Ron got into a bit of an argument when Gene said he thought all users of then illegal marijuana should be in jail. 
Did you realize that most all his family would be in jail? He apologized the next day. We moved back to California in 1996 and bought our home on Oakland Drive in 1997. We ended the decade with another sabbatical going to New Zealand and Australia where I did a tandem skydive. Most fun in my life. Came home via Hawaii and ended the vacation playing a round of golf at Pebble Beach. Then ended the year with a small New Year's Eve small New Year's Eve party at home with Mark, Eric, and Kamiko, Lauren, and Eric's parents. recognition of Father's Day, we are going to talk about fatherhood, because I've got a new baby coming, due in November, and I've got a few fears about that. My biggest fear, probably, and I should probably just not think about it, because, you know, a stillbirth is the worst case scenario for a new pregnancy, I think, um, and yeah, we're just going to not think about what that like if that happened, because that would really suck. Um, I am worried that there might be a rivalry between my daughter and my unborn child once they come to be. You know, I never know if they're going to get along. Um, I already have, we've already kind of tried to talk to my daughter about it, but Silver's a little young to understand. I don't, at least I, I think, it's hard to say, she seems to understand to some extent. Or at least she's trying to grasp the idea of having a sibling. Um, she's, you know, we point to mommy's belly and say, there's a baby in there. And she goes, baby? And she'll feel the belly and feel the baby move and she'll go, yuck! And yeah, she's adorable, but not exactly positive signs. Um, so I'm gonna have a little concerned about rivalry between them. And of course I'm worried about money. I don't know if I'll be able to provide for uh, two kids. I mean, it seems like a substitute salary does work out pretty well if I do it every day. You know, I end up bringing home for about $4,000 at the end of the month. Uh, and that pretty much pays everything uh, left over. And that comes, brings in the next sub. I got a new car, guys. I think I might have mentioned that in the last episode. It's worth mentioning again, especially thinking about all these things that are going on. You know, and having a new car means I have a happy wife, because it's her car. It's not my car. I still have my own Honda Fit. I'm 2013. Um, her name's Carol, if you care to know. But the new car is a Nissan, and it's expensive. Um, it does allow for the transportation of both kids in a car seats because that would have been difficult to fit in my car. I think technically we were allowed to do it. We found out that my wife can't drive my car because it's a stick shift. So she needs her own car. She should learn how to drive my car, but she is afraid to. I don't know. I guess I understand, but that's not the point of this. The point is... It was Father's Day recently, and 
because I got me many gifts that I'm not going to talk about. My daughter gave me next to nothing, but she did give me a kiss, at least. I don't know if she understood that it was because of Father's Day. She just gave me, she just likes me. Anyways, it's summer now, so that means that there's no school, um, which means that I have more free time. However, it also means that I have less money because I'm not working my higher paying job as much, or at all, really, obviously. And it also means that it's more expensive gas. I mean, Jesus Christ, you guys have probably been experiencing this yourselves, I'm sure. It's getting insane. And as I understand it, it's because of our cutting of ties with Russia, um, which I was in support of. I mean, I don't agree at all with what Putin has done. Um, starting war with Ukraine seemed like an unprovoked act of aggression that needed to be, you know, I think we need to, I think we did what we did right. It just sucks what the consequences of it are. Makes me want to get an electric vehicle. Tomorrow, um, I was supposed to work at 11. I got that changed to 2 because I got off at 4 and there has to be 10 hours between shifts now. Um, and so if I had been working at 11, you know, 4 to 11 is only 7 hours. So I needed to add three hours to that gap, and that put us at 2, 8, 2 p.m. I added two hours to the length of my shift, so I work five hours, which means I'll have worked nine hours today. So minus an hour for the two lunches um, should put me at exactly eight hours. No overtime for me. Okay, daylight has already come, dawn is ending, and the moon is still in the sky though, it's pretty bright still, happens to be just over my left shoulder, but that is neither here nor there, it is where it is, and I'm about ready to go to bed, so thank you for listening to my podcast, have a wonderful night, day, evening, dusk, to dawn. Enjoy. Cue cow noise and yay. <laughs> A side note about the music, and this is I guess directed at Spotify um, or Anchor, but well, Anchor is owned by now, Spotify now, so directed at Spotify. Um, <clears throat> I would love to use the feature of putting Spotify music into my podcasts more, but that limits me to only being published on Spotify. So I like to be published on all those other podcast servers that are connected with Anchor and I don't want to be limited to only being published on Spotify, even though that's where most of my viewers are, or listeners. Oh, my battery's at 15%. Anyways, I'm sorry, but that's why I record off of Pandora and just put it into my episodes, um, because I want to be able to be published on other podcast sites. Um, so the opening song was Grindin' featuring Marty by NF, 
and was not my work. I hope that's obvious. I'm not enough, and I don't think I try to be. I did have one episode where I, I tried to record a rap, um, but that was a long time ago. And I don't try to rap. Maybe I'll try to rap again one time, but we'll see. I'm not enough. I am a fan. I'd love to meet him. And low-key, I'm kind of hoping to annoy him just enough to sue me and show up at the hearing to flip me off. Um, you know, I'm kind of a believer in being infamous or forgotten. Uh, you know, I don't have any skill at entertainment abilities, um, except maybe some basic uke, uke skill and juggling. Um, I do enjoy poetry, though. Um, and in regards to Sick World, you know, I, I appreciated the, the title of uh, this artist's name, Sick World. It mirrored how I felt when I discovered them during the start of the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, that second song that I played was They Don't Even Know My Sick World. Um, so, just a couple other notes. More space, no nanny. I'm trying to record and publish weekly. Um, and if you didn't notice, the episode The End began a new season with a new process. I'm trying to use my journal more and scripting my episodes a little bit. At least, like, kind of, not a full script, but I'm just kind of jotting down basically the equivalent of an impromptu speech. Um, Subjects to point state. Uh, I do have a poem here that I'd like to share with you. The garden is getting overgrown, grass is growing greener. I do not wish to be forever known as not wishes I could be meaner. Instead, I weave a web of infinitely small thread, with time the binder of all. Tell me who will then answer the call. Find me by seeking not, that is how I am caught, to pay for what I've wrought, and throw my fortune in with the lot. Count the threads from end to end, tell me how many can you mend. Take my con content and make some memes, then add some creatively poignant themes. This idea to me bursts at the seams and in the direction of the ruler. And then we'll save my last page for another chat. podcast listeners? Yeah. What would you like to say? Say it again. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. You're being recorded. 
anybody can replay what you're saying right now. Yeah. Contribution. Say bye bye.